end. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. 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 Good. Thank you. Good evening. Welcome to a special uh, scrutiny committee that is a result of a call-in of a particular item by the requisite number of members. Uh, the next formal scrutiny or routine scrutiny will be the 25th. And this meeting is to discuss one specific item only. Before we start with the formal matters of the meeting, can I just go through a few housekeeping issues? Councillor Reeve uh, is no longer a member of scrutiny following his um, elevation 
to the cabinet. It appears to be a rite of passage that you serve on scrutiny and go straight to the cabinet. So, I mean, Neil, you obviously train them well. Well, thank you very much indeed, Lena. Um, I'd like to propose a formal resolution of thanks to Councillor Reid, who served this committee with enormous diligence and a great deal of insight and uh, forensic thought. So, is may I have a seconder for that particular proposal? Thank you very much, Councillor Jones. All those in favour? Thank you. Uh, this evening, Councillor Storer is joining us as a substitute, I gather, instead of uh, Councillor Reeve, and I gather that in the fullness of time, we will have a formal appointment to the committee of another member, but we wait to hear that in due course. We have a number of guests this evening who are joining us, including Councillor Lees, Councillor Hargreaves and Councillor Day. I've also had a request from councillors Fairhurst and Light to join the meeting, and I'm very happy to agree to that. Um, Zoom meetings present their own issues, and we have to find a way whereby we stick with the requirements of the Constitution, but we act in a manner that is practical and helpful to the workings of the committee. Just a quick reminder of the usual rules. This committee is a critical friend of the executive. It's not here for uh, point scoring. This is a serious matter, and we will be complying with the rules of debate laid out in part four of the UDC constitution. Uh, to turn to the substantive business before we start formalities of the meeting, I'll be calling on Councillor Dean, Councillor Crisioni and Councillor Self in that order to present the questions that they are concerned about and the motion. We'll move on now to declaration of interest and apologies for absence and then I'll revisit the substantive item. Mr Ferguson, do we have any apologies for absence? No apologies. No apologies, Chair, but as you've already mentioned, um, Councillor Storer is substituting today. Good. Are there any declarations of interest from any members or anybody attending? Thank you. Thank you very much. Right. So we move on to the substantive point. Um, I'll read that out in a second. It's not exactly drafted as a motion at the moment, but we will be voting on this at the end and the substantive motion will be whether the corporate delivery plan should we should continue to approve it or whether we should refer it back some points that arise from that we had a circulation of additional documents at 10 minutes past 12 this afternoon um, i'm a little surprised by the lateness of the circulation and um, one could deem that slightly discourteous and disrespectful to the committee, so I'm sure there'll be an explanation of why they were quite so late. So, the matter before us is councillors Crisioni, Dean and Sell have called in the corporate delivery plan, which was approved by Cabinet on Wednesday 27th of May, for the following reason. Open inverted commas. The reason for calling in this decision is because the corporate delivery plan is insufficient insofar that it is inter alia, not measurable, 
lacking in both quantified and timed outcomes. It therefore requires further development to meet these good governance standards. The plan should also demonstrate aspirational outcomes achievable in normal times and not, should not solely be downplayed by current uncertainties caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. The scrutiny committee needs the opportunity to scrutinise the corporate plan delivery plan, having been qualified assurances from the executive that this will be the detailed follow-on from the corporate plan. Are there any questions about the basis of calling and the motion with which we will be uh, discussing and presented later? I have what I believe to be a point of order, Chair. Councillor Driscoll, point of order. Um, I'm quite happy to withdraw it if it's not, but I believe the second and third document that arrived today in the same pack uh, concerning East Arts Council and Epping Council, they are not part of Uttlesford and therefore on the need of expediency time, if you like, I believe they should be um, taken out of the meeting and not used or referred to. Mr Ferguson, would you care to provide advice on that uh, issue, please? Well, I feel with those that submitted the um, representations in these additional corporate plan delivery plans feel that it's material to their argument and they should be considered. OK. I, th I think that has some merit to it. I take your point, Councillor Driscoll, I am minded to go with uh, Mr Ferguson's interpretation of the matter, but what I would require is some clarification as to when those documents were published, as that is far from clear, and that may be relevant to the discussion, bearing in mind the current circumstances we find ourselves in. So I'm sure that will come out in the discussion. So, Councillor Dean, I take it you're the proposing the motion, am I correct? I will do, Chairman. Yes, I've prepared um, a proposed recommendation, or a proposal, should I say. Good. Uh, Councillor Dean, you have five minutes. After you have spoken, I will call Councillor Crisioni, and then I will call Councillor Sell. Well, I'm, I'm not speaking at the moment. I'm actually proposing the motion, that, that which um, I think needs to come first. Well, would, would you be quite clear as to what the motion you're proposing is, please? I'm going to read it. Thank you. Thank you. The, the committee proposes that, scrut that I propose that the scrutiny committee refers the corporate plan development plan back to cabinet with the request that it is amended to identify one delivery outcomes, two when these outcomes will be delivered, three. No, that's, I'm repeating that. Four, three, sorry. Who will be responsible for delivering the outcomes? The revised plan may be qualified to show A, what the Cabinet wishes to deliver, and B, may include uncertainties that may affect the delivery resulting from the above. Um, in other words, the present COVID-19 pandemic. Putting that into broader words, what I'm saying is that we should, the council should have a corporate plan which is the is the administration's objectives um, set out in terms of understandable delivery, when those will be delivered, and 
who is responsible for achieving the delivery, both uh, at cabinet level and officers. And what we have in front of us at the moment is a document with some 70-odd items on it. Uh, Councillor Dean, you appear to have moved on to your speech in favour of the motion. Uh, can we just stop you for a second? Is everybody quite clear what the proposed motion is? Uh, Chair, I was just going to raise a point of order. I, I got very confused about actually what the motion was. Um, is it... What is the motion? The specific motion, please, can be given. What, can we just be slowly on the motion, because that's not the way I'm reading this. The, the proposal is that the scrutiny committee refers the corporate plan delivery plan back to Cabinet with a request that it is amended or updated, whichever word you like. No, 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 no. Can we, can, that, that, I'd like the words, the proper words, not the, 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 proper words. the proper words, please. Right. That it is amended to identify, firstly, delivery outcomes, secondly, when these outcomes will be delivered, and then, and thirdly, who will be responsible for delivering the outcomes. Right. Is everybody clear of what Councillor Dean and uh, his colleagues are proposing? Councillor Count, are you content? I'm fine. Mr Chairman, Councillor Jones, are you clear? One second, please, Councillor Dean. I'm just establishing some clarity as that members understand what they're being asked to consider in due course. Councillor Jones, are you clear? I am. If, it's, if the motion is to refer it back to Cabinet to take into consideration what is raised tonight, if that's roughly what is happening. So, just to be clear, uh, the, motion, the motion will be to refer back to Cabinet, so those voting in favour of the motion when it comes to be voted upon will be refer it to refer it back to Cabinet. Those voting against will be voting not to refer it back to Cabinet. Thank you, Chair. Councillor Dean, I interrupted you. Yes, I was saying I did add another paragraph that the revised plan may qualified to show firstly what the cabinet wishes to deliver while if you will circumstances be not were normal if if circumstances were normal and b may include uncertainties that may affect the delivery resulting from the present covid19 pandemic thank you councillor dean that is very clear um you may now if you wish um commence your five minutes in support of the motion. If I could perhaps just in passing say that although your motion is clearly worded, it doesn't differ hugely from what the committee resolved when we met last in terms of the corporate plan delivery plan, which was come back in September with more specifics in the light of the circumstances we find ourselves in. But that's just merely for, for the record as a point. Councillor Dean, you have five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I don't require five minutes. I did. We did send out, or the officers sent out on our behalf earlier today, a copy of the delivery plan, which was annotated by what I what were termed scrutiny comments. Those comments went were applied to most of the items, some seventy odd items in the plan, and. The criticism that was 
given to most of them was that there is hardly any identification of what the outcomes will be. Uh, in my view, in my colleagues' view, a delivery plan that doesn't identify delivery, what will be delivered, is really of very little value. And, and certainly there were hardly any, um, any target dates. There were a couple of items with dates there, which were dates in the past, uh, and those items had been not achieved by those dates, but in a way that's fairly incidental because it was only... But the main, the main criticism is that this is not a plan which identifies what it is that the present administration wishes to deliver to the people of Uttlesford, and therefore it is efficient. And I leave, I'm not going to obviously go through all the 70-odd items. Uh, it, I'm willing to answer questions if anybody has any. Uh, and I, I leave it at that, Mr Chairman, and ask, or if you would be kind enough to ask any other colleagues to supplement what I've said. Thank you. Thank you, Councillor Dean. That was commendably brief. Uh, Councillor Criscione, I'm going to invite you to speak next. Um, in discussions with the Vice Chair earlier, when we were discussing the conduct of this meeting, we looked back at last year's minutes, and it's quite clear that, uh, Councillor Cristioni, you are the committee's expert on the corporate plan, having led the uh, discussion of it on a number of occasions and made a number of very, very uh, important and trenchant observations and comments on it. So we're going to listen to your observations with particular attention. Councillor Cristioni. Well, two, two general comments, really. Um, I guess the basis of me wanting to call in the corporate plan, delivery plan, is quite simply that I feel a little put out in the role that I did play way back when, uh, last year, when we decided to scrutinise in detail the corporate plan that came to us. Um, that's because of the assurances that were, were given to us, which I spelt out in the covering paper. Um, that did refer to specifics um, and how we could measure the efficiency of council services, to use the leader's words. So that's the kind of broad basis. The other broad basis, of course, is that I am slightly envious. Uh, the RFU executive have got a huge mandate to carry out their wishes uh, following the elections last year. And this was their shot to lay out specifically what they were going to do to deliver on those. I don't think they've done that, and I'll try this evening to respectfully uh, argue why. So I have a couple of questions, and they are in question format. Um, so I guess on the basis, I referred uh, way back again when we were talking about the corporate plan to how um, I would see this if I were in a private organisation. Now, I don't sit on a board of directors, but I do a lot with boards of directors. The leader of the council is very fortunate and very experienced in that he has served on a board of directors and has been a chief executive of FTSE 100 company. For all intents. Not a, not a 100, unfortunately. Well, a FTSE 1, nevertheless. FTSE 1, yeah. <laughs> um, and so has a great deal of experience. I looked at this corporate plan, delivery plan, given the assurances that we were given way back when, and I asked myself that same question again. If I were to take this to my board of directors at work, and say, we've got this vision, it's set out in a corporate plan. 
And now we've got this delivery plan, which is going to go into detail in terms of exactly how we do that. I think they laugh me out the room. And I think that's because there is no specific reference or regularity across the whole document, which spells out exactly how we're going to achieve this R4U vision. Um, so in a hugely exciting moment for residents for Russellswood and taking administration, even I'm a bit disappointed. I'm not even a residence for Russell councillor. So there's this kind of uh, conflict at the moment, and that's hence um, why we're here. So I guess my first question broadly is, Councillor Lodge, would you be happy taking this to a board of directors, spelling out your specific targets for Uttlesford if it were a private company? Just to be clear, Councillor Cristiani, if you could ask your questions and then we'll get Councillor Lodge to answer when you've finished. Fine. OK, I've got a few. That's okay, but, but do, do bear in mind you only have five minutes. I'll, I'll, I'll be generous with a bit of leeway, but not excessive. Well, I could certainly spell them out in less than five minutes. I'm just concerned that if I ask them all at once, we might lose a couple in the... In oh, the... We'll, we'll write them down, don't worry. We'll give it a go. Um, so, would he be happy and would the executive be happy? I don't want to point this all at Councillor Lodge because I know it's a team effort. So, would he be happy that, or they be happy that there's hardly any reference to costings? There's this frequent use of the term... <laughs> within existing resources, but there's no explanation of those resource requirements. So effectively, you've set out that it's within existing resources, but what specific resources are they? We do see targets. Uh, there is a target. You have a handful of specific targets, actually. Visibly, say, the planning of uh, the PAS service review that this scrutiny committee is undertaking. So there is an element of target in there, and it's dotted around the whole document. But again, I think that we would expect to have targets for every single point that was there in order to know exactly what we're aiming for. Um, it's all well and good to say we want this, but it's exactly how we're going to do it. I think, again, that's one of those broad principles for us being here this evening. Um, subsequently, I showed the corporate plan delivery plan to a, a colleague of mine who does sit on a board of directors. Um, and he said, well, that sums up local government. I think that's a very unfair indictment of local government because I love it. Um, but actually, it, it just goes to show that he also felt this document was lacking from an organisational point of view. Um, so would you be happy on both of those terms, I guess, is the first question. Um, I'm appreciative of the nature of a review-based approach to things. And that's exactly what you set out that you're going to do in terms of the governance review working group. Um, in terms of the, the LGA review of the local plan, and they are mentioned. You've got the business plan for HRA, you've got Section 106 review, enforcement review. There's lots of reviews in this document. But with, with reviews, you've got that gap in between, and I'm very concerned that we are taking forward all of these reviews, but it's been 13 months since you've taken office, and subsequently now, with all of those reviews underway... What are we going to achieve in the course of a year with all of those reviews underway? So are there any specific targets that you have in the short term that you're going to deal with? That doesn't, of course, take into account this huge challenge you've got a coronavirus. So perhaps um, some mention to that in answering that question would, would absolutely be understandable. So that review-based approach, how do we ensure that we get results in the short term is that basis at the basis of that question. I have a point of order, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a point of order, Chair. Go ahead, please, Councillor I'm sorry, but as much as I'm interested in what Mr. Cristoni's got to say, 
Um, I was also a board member of a, a major company on the FTSE 100. Um, and I could take the corporate plan to my people, but actually, Chris, I'm sorry, but you've actually gone over your five minutes. So it's now the justification of the chair to actually extend that. And it's up to you, okay. Chair. Thank you, Councillor LeCount. Bearing in mind that Councillor Dean spoke for far less than five minutes, I think we can be generous with Councillor Crisioni, as long as Councillor Sell, who's speaking next, doesn't object. Are you content with that, Councillor Sell? Yes, Councillor Sell's happy. Councillor Crisioni, you've got another three minutes. Go. I've got two more questions. I'll, I'll keep them relatively short. It's a complex issue. <laughs> um, one of the fundamental flaws in this plan, which I believe sheds light on... The, the approach that this administration has taken so far is the reference to developing policies. Again, it's admirable and accepting that things don't happen overnight and also accepting there's been this huge curveball in the virus that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemies. It has been, as I said before, over a year since you've taken office and we are yet to see the specific targets, specific policies that you're going to drive in order to be more efficient, in order to drive delivery for the residents that have put you here. So I'd argue, you know, that that lack of detail is inextricably linked to the lack of progress that we've made so far, or if you indeed have made that progress, it's not down there on paper. So I'd, I'd be interested to hear what you have to say in regards to that, in regards to that. The distinct lack of targets, and uh, I, won't, I won't draw specifically on the documents that we sent through from other councils, uh, you'll be happy to know Councillor Driscoll, not on the specific policies, but on the layout, on the assurance that they're giving residents that actually we're going to work on a traffic light system, we're going to see if we've reached our target. We're go you know, there are so many different ways to make sure that when residents ask what you're doing for Uttlesford as an administration, you can refer to the corporate plan and say, well, we're going to do this, this is how we're going to do it, and this is how we're doing so far. Hopefully, uh, in all of that ambition, um, there's a huge amount of achievement that you'll be able to tell them about too. So there's that. I'd say the organisation needed that general vision. This is my last question. The organisation needed that vision and ambition that was there in the corporate plan. I think actually that was accepted and seen as a, a, a very good document by members of this scrutiny committee in the end, once we cleared up that the delivery plan was to follow. We then wanted that roadmap about how specifically you will achieve that vision. I think the best way to possibly do that would be through smart objectives. I know that Councillor Dean has raised them before, uh, raised the issue of smart objectives before, but ultimately it will spell out in detail exactly how this organisation will progress for the better understanding of members, for the better understanding of officers. So therefore, I guess broadly, my question is, would you accept that in order to provide that direction, you need those smart objectives in each case to say, right, this department's responsible for this and this is how they're going to play that out. Um, of course, it's subject to change and the coronavirus has been a huge example of that. But broadly, to have those objectives in place, I think would be commendable. That's it from me. Um, I appreciate, I, I didn't realise I have to lump the questions together, so I hope you kind of got that. Um, I tried to be a little bit simplistic about it, but it's, it, as I say, it's a very complex issue. Thank you you were commendably clear, Councillor Cristiani. Thank you very much indeed. Councillor Sell. All right, thank you, Chairman. Uh, likewise, I will try to be clear. I share many of Councillor Crisioni's sentiments about disappointment 
and that lack of detail. I know that there are significant mitigating factors with the pandemic, We've got a new administration. But I'm going to mention four words which, in my view, are lacking in this corporate de delivery document. First word is accountability. I don't see anywhere in the document who is accountable, either officers or portfolio holders. Now we've got 10 members of the cabinet. I think it should be, and there is a danger that there will be overlapping between portfolio holders. But I'd like to see who is accountable for this particular area. Remember, not just for me, it's for the public outside. And transparency, that links into that. Uh, because the administration, I would hope, will see some successes in its four-year term. And therefore, that comes back to challenge. Giving a challenge and saying, look, this is what we set ourselves. This is what we've achieved. And that requires a vision as well. And planning is not an exact science. That's why there are periodic reviews. Things can happen which no one could foresee, which can derail a plan. And the pandemic is a very good example of that. I don't believe that we need to reinvent the world. I very much disagree with Councillor Driscoll, but of course, Adelsford is unique. And what is right for Adelsford may well not be right for other areas. But Councillor Crisioni talked about format. And that's where I think you can learn from other councils. Uh, I've got in front of me the East Cambridgeshire uh, delivery plan. What they've done is they've broken it down by service areas. And I won't go through it very briefly. Performance measure linked to corporate plan target and reporting time scale is it monthly or is it annually baseline from and owner and co-owners i'll just give you one example if i may chairman of one of these targets which hopefully will illustrate what i mean um we i talked about smart objectives and so on for ely's counts is cambridgeshire they've got this is to answer the question, this was 2019 to 2020, so pretty recent, the most recent I could find. The target was to conduct a toilet feasibility study for Ely Country Park by March 2020. So it's clear what they're going to do. They're going to date by where they will do that feasibility study. And they've got the name of the officer the Communities and Partnerships Manager, who is the officer who's been identified by them, not by, my, by me, as the owner. So it's very clear, look, if I'm interested in a Ely Country Park and I'm concerned about lavatories in Ely Country Park, well, there's a feasibility study uh, going to be done by March 20. If it's not done, why not? Uh, who do I contact? Mr. Lewis Bage? Community's partnerships manager to find out what has happened. He tells me, or oh, perhaps there's a 
pandemic has put things aside, which case I have to accept it. I think you'll see what I mean, Chairman. So I think we can and should do better for our residents. Thank you. Councillor Stahl, you're coming up to four minutes. No, I've finished. Thank you, Chairman. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Could, I, could I just have the four words, actually, Mr. Councillor Sell? I've got culpability, I've got transparency. What were your other four words? Yeah, uh, four words accountability, transparency, yep. vision, and vision. challenge. And challenge. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. No right. I'm just writing that down. Forgive me a second. Um, Councillors Dean, Councillor Cristiani, Councillors Sell, thank you very much indeed. You were commendably brief and commendably clear. Um, I'm going to call Councillor Lodge, followed by Councillor Lees and then Councillor Hargreaves to speak on, well, for want of a better term, for the defence. Councillor Lodge, would you like to lead or would you like uh, one of your colleagues to start? No, I'll, um, I'll, um, I will kick it off. Um, and, with, and the five-minute rule applies to you and your colleagues as well, just so we're quite clear. Yeah, sure. I won't be able to answer all the questions in that time, but I'll, I'll do my best. In fact, sort of a, a little bit in reverse. I'm a little bit surprised at Councillor Sell's comments on accountability. If you have a look at the presentation, you'll see that there's a lead officer and a cabinet member against each uh, individual action. Um, and um, transparency, the, 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 there's nothing being hidden there, and things will develop. On the on on the um, the question of vision, that's the one thing that you really do see. This is a party that has put together these action plans over a year with enormous consultation, 600 members of the public, plus innumerable uh, meetings uh, and time spent in getting a real vision. The real vision is there. Then going back to, um, uh, to, to why we're in this position, um, I, um, I'm, go I'm going to be as kind as I can here. There are a lot of words came to my mind, but I think really the, the, the three people we've heard from just uh, have not appreciated where we are. Uh, they've noticed there is a pandemic. They may not have noticed how hard officers and many members of this um, uh, council have been working in uh, in helping to control the epidemic, the epidemic, keep services going, and so on. Um, and do they understand what a one trillion debt may mean? The poverty, the unemployment, the issues that are coming to this council. You will have noticed that our submission showed that we were £5.3 million short. In the first uh, um, allocation from government, we got uh, 28000 I think it was. Got a little bit better, but we were still £4 million short. It is absolutely inevitable that we cannot put targets onto this. You may also have noticed we're on to essential spend only. Are you listening? Do you know what we're talking about? Our debt is, uh, is going to be commensurate with the rest of the company, with the rest of the, uh, the country. Are you aware, with the um, comparisons you've made with uh, things that councils were doing pre-pandemic, but post the pandemic, 
a number of councillors have said our delivery plan is cancelled altogether. We can't do it. We're not able to do it. We are realistic. We know what country we're living in. We know what's happening. Would I present this to, uh, uh, to, my, to my board um, as a company? This isn't a company. I pulled the levers in the company. I had to return a profit for the company, and I did. We're in a completely different situation. That doesn't work. Those comparisons do not work. Um, there's no need to send this back to Cabinet now because nothing's going to change in the next few weeks. Government is going to give us some more money. Maybe the Chancellor is going to have a budget in July. It will come through um, in the next few months, the money that's available, the money that we're allowed to spend. We will revisit that at uh, Cabinet, but we will do it properly in our own timescale and with our own vision. And yes, I agree, smart targets should be there. They will be there. And they will be there when you realise we're coming out of the worst situation this country has suffered in the last 300 years. I'll say to the three of you, wake up and realise that. This council has a vision and it will perform. Thank you, Mr Chairman. Thank you. Thank you, Councillor Dean. Councillor Lees. Well, actually, I, I don't want to say surprisingly, because that isn't, I don't want it to mean surprisingly, but that was fantastic, Councillor Lodge. Um, I'm not sure whether I can expand on that for much more. I would like to say a couple of things, though. Um, I do feel, if I may gently say, Councillor Cristiani, when you say, I've shown people this, and this is what they said, we can all do that. We can all say, I took a piece of paper and showed it to somebody. I could say, I took it to my national, the hospice executive. I could say I took it to a person in the street. That's not really real evidence. And I think also we have to constantly remember here, this is public money, and not that we have a lot of it at the moment, and it is public money. And I don't want to disparage the residents of Usford in any shape or form. But a lot of people I'm speaking to at the moment, when they ask me how I'm getting on, and I say, oh, you know, I was really looking forward to building lots of council houses, they really, at this moment, that's not a priority for them. For a lot of people here where I live, their priority is, will our services continue? Will they be able to get benefits now? 60% rise in benefit claim ever than ever before. Um, will my husband keep his job? Will my children be able to go back to school? Will we be safe? Will we be healthy? And will we die? And that is the main things I am hearing. Um, so I want to be really proactive and going forward. And I really want, I personally want to be proactive for my ward, which I'm sure we all do. And I have to say a little bit, I really rather regret having to spend two hours this afternoon in a reaction to this, where I feel you haven't shown very much compassion or understanding. And I think Councillor Dean and Councillor Sell, who've been incredibly experienced councillors, I would be hoping that if you were in this position, you would be hoping for the similar support to us. I think it's wrong to underestimate the Cabinet give this a good shot, that our group gave it a good shot. Um, I think the officers have worked incredibly well. When we're talking about um, money available, we don't know about the money available until we're, until we're sure. Um, please don't send it back to Cabinet. We've done the absolute best we can. I don't believe anybody could have done other. And it will come forward in September. 
And please, can we just go forward and try and be proactive and work best for these residents in these incredibly difficult times? Made myself cry, sorry. <laughs> thank you, Councillor Lees. Councillor Hargreaves. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. Um, despite the late arrival of this, uh, this document, the annotated one, I have been through it. And a few oddities within that that I'd just like to draw to people's attention. Um, the first one is an assumption that we change the corporate plan every time circumstances change. So one of them is the airport, the second runway. The comment is that, oh, well, take that one out because you've already done it. Uh, obviously, we haven't necessarily already done it because there may still be an appeal. But it's not the point of a corporate plan if you've achieved something to then take it off the list. That strikes me as being a political, oh, well, let's just take that one off because you can't claim that one. Uh, this other comment was about something related to the local plan that had been overtaken by the withdrawal of the plan. And my assumption is that members are smart enough to understand that they have withdrawn the local plan and that matters in the corporate plan that relate to it that perhaps have now become slightly out of date. We understand that. We don't need to strip the thing out and keep changing it all the time. Uh, typically, you change a corporate plan maybe once a year. Um, so there's an issue. You don't keep changing the plan every week because something changes. Otherwise, you'll never know what a local plan is. So that's my first point. Um, second point, actually, was... Uh, I'm not worried. It was actually on recycling. Page, it was page 24E, but 24 on the documents item E. It was about work to reduce per capita landfill in the district. And the statement here, UDC's recycling performance has been in decline for over 10 years. What is, is the target and by when? How will landfill waste be reduced and by when? Um, that looks to me like an unsupported piece of statement. I've sat on the audit committee for four years and we saw these stats every quarter. And yeah, the figures go up and down a little bit. I saw no sign of, of a major decline uh, in the recycling rates. Uh, so I'll, I will be questioning people putting things in here without producing any, any evidence to, to, to support them. Um, but my third point, what really got me, is actually on page um, 10. It's about neighbourhood plans. I'm at the minute redoing our neighbourhood plan for our examiner's letter to take it through to referendum. And on page 10, get to it. There's a comment about... Um, the action plan is, is to progress with neighbourhood plans already underway and, and get additional neighbourhood plans starts it. That's fair enough. Excuse me, comment, how many neighbourhood plans and exactly by what dates? The whole concept of not just this, but the whole, a lot of the plan is that it's not all top-down, God, are for you donating or sorting things out for you. A lot of it's got to be community coming up and preparing the things that you want, that you need, projects, air quality, where do you want the monitoring? Locals need it, no one might be needed. Um, this concept that we have got to determine where every individual uh, parish wants to do its neighbourhood plan, I think is a bit odd. And so what really got me was that um, councils, Dean and Cell, originators of this 
sort of action, if you like. They've sat on the Stansted Mount Fitchett Neighbourhood Plan Committee for five years, and I looked on the website, and there's no delivery. There's no plan there. There's nothing. Their Facebook page, I've been touched for two and a half years. Um, I would rather thought it's a bit odd if you're making a fuss about somebody else creating a plan and you don't like it, but you haven't actually sorted out your own plan. They didn't even sort out a manifesto in the election. So I would say a lot of this is going back to my theme. It needs to start from the bottom end. A lot of this stuff is, is community involvement. That's why I want the parishes involved. Uh, you need, we need help from the bottom end. And if Stansted will get their um, plan going and say the sort of things they need for where they want the aircraft they want to, about the sports vision they might want and where it would be and produce the plans for it, we will come and we will support. And we'll find funding if we need to. We will support it needs to be both ends. It's not a case of uh, what are you doing for me? It's a case of what are we all doing for each other? I really don't think uh, this um, plan needs to go back to Cabinet. I think we press on with it. And if it's a bit flawed, fine. We press on with it. Every All plans are flawed. Um, we press on with it as we've got. There you go. Finished. Thank you, Councillor Hargreaves. Before I open the discussion to members broadly, um, Councillor Dean, Councillor Sell, you do, of course, have a right of reply in respect to the points made about the Stansted Neighbourhood Plan. Would you wish to take uh, the opportunity? Councillor Sell, you do. I would, Chair. Uh, I'm on the Neighbourhood Plan, and Councillor Hargreaves talks about evidence. Well, it would be nice if he looked at it, because... The neighbourhood plan, we have got a draft neighbourhood plan, it's about to go out to consultation, the pandemic has affected it. So we have made a lot, made progress and we're almost there the next stage. So we have a change of our external advisor and our current one is very good and a small group of people, mostly non-councillors, have put a lot of work in and we're almost ready to, we are ready to go for consultation. Thank you. Councillor... Can I just ask a question? Pick me. Did, did, did Councillor Sell say that COVID-19 had affected his completion of the Stansted Neighbourhood Plan? <laughs> did you not hear that? Oh, did I hear that yep. Please forgive me. So, just want to make sure. Is that okay? Go ahead, Councillor Lecount. Am I speaking? Am I, am I, am I actually blocked? No, you're, you're, you're live and I'm sure Councillor Sell will wish to take the opportunity to clarify. Yeah. Right. So I'm sure he said that COVID-19 has actually made an effect on him actually going ahead with the Stansted Neighbourhood Plan. Is that correct? It is correct in that we were going out to public consultation. We wanted to have an exhibition which we obviously we couldn't do under the circumstances. It, it didn't affect us completing the plan and responding to drafting amendments. But in terms of public consultation, which, of course, the delivery, the plan, corporate plan, never went out to public consultation, apart from what happened at the election. Um, it didn't. Thank you very much. I just, I just want to clarify that point. Thank you, Councillor Sell. Okay. Councillor, do uh, you... Chair. Fly as well. Do you wish to exercise that? 
I have a right to reply, I believe, to Councillor Lee's comment, uh, a minor comment, albeit. You, you, may well, you may well do, Councillor Cristiani, but can we come on to that once, we, once we've uh, established whether Councillor Dean wishes to reply? Sorry, I, I didn't hear you through the, the Zoom chat. Sorry. Yes, please, if I may, Mr Chairman. I, I regret that members of the Cabinet start to make this debate personal, but um, there we are. The, I'd like to just pick up um, a couple of um, Councillor Hargreaves' points. He said that you've achieved getting rid of a second runway. The second runway is... Councillor Dean, it's a right to reply, not a right to make further points. Sorry, I wasn't interrupting on purpose, Councillor Dean. My, for some reason, my battery's running low. Is it all right if I just go and get my plug to plug it in, Chair? Absolutely, <laughs> Councillor Coote. Thank you. Uh, I beg your pardon, Mr Chairman. I'm responding to something, three things that uh, Councillor Hargreaves made. Then please go ahead. My apologies for misunderstanding. Thank you. Councillor Hargreaves said that the Council had achieved uh, avoiding a second runway. Well, I, I thought that the council had refused funding application for increase on capacity on the existing runway at Stansted. The prospect of a second runway has not been around for a long time. So I, that's why I question why it's on the plan. It's not even government's uh, agenda at the moment. So it's, that's the reason for criticising that. I criticize, we criticise the item on locally-led development corporations because, as things stand at the moment, the local plan has been withdrawn. It's going to be several years um, before a new one is ready. To jump the gun by preempting difficulties with potential... Well, first of all, no decision has been made as to whether there are going to be large communities might be subject to or suitable for development corporations that's that's some way off and and only after one has found out that the tentative deliverers can um won't cooperate with the council on the delivery is a locally led development corporation possible so why that item is on there as a flagship item is very very strange indeed it ought not to be in the plan at this stage because it tells the community that you are trying to manipulate the process of drawing up a new plan with predetermination predetermined process for outcome and that's very very bad so that's that's that point and may i just make one other comment again related to planning there's reference to introducing community infrastructure levy but now that the local last local plan has been withdrawn, it's my understanding that it'll be some three years before one can get community infrastructure levy in place, depending on the progress, of course, of the local plan. So again, it's um, jumping jumping the gun, even though a long-term objective makes sense. Uh, but in the meantime, we're losing a lot of opportunity, but that's another debate, really, that we had at the end of April. I just, I, th I thought I should come back on those if you if you don't mind, Mr Chairman. And may I also um, really come back and say that... Um, Councillor Dean, you're, you're stretching the boundaries of a right of reply here, please. So can you... I'm not, I'm not aware that we have timed speaking slots on committees. I suggest you look at uh, Section 4 of the UDC Constitution, which I've been paying most 
I have never come across this in 33 years on this council. I suspect you need to read part of the Constitution. Don't interrupt me. Uh, but please keep your right of reply as brief as you can. As I said, you're stretching the box a bit now. I'll reserve my right of reply to other comments a little later. Thank you. Thank you. Councillor Christiani, your right of reply. Yes, uh, I mean, uh, thank you, Councillor Lee, for the, the points that you've made. And I absolutely resonate with what you've said. I don't want my uh, conversation, shall we say, and discussion with a, a neighbour, as I was talking about it, to overshadow the points that I'm trying to make with sincerity and actually in, in a positive way. So that point's absolutely um, taken. The, the wider point addressed to the three of us, um, which hasn't been covered by Councillor's cell, and by Councillor Dean, um, relates to our supposed lack of awareness and appreciation for the situation in which this council finds ourselves. Um, I, I absolutely appreciate it. And actually, uh, in having the group leaders' sessions, which admirably have been set up by Councillor Lodge in order to keep us as group leaders updated and therefore our members updated on the issues around COVID-19, has given me a very good view of exactly what challenges are facing the council and how we're supposed to take those on. I also want to say that that coronavirus aspect in relation to this corporate plan has always been a consideration of mine, but it doesn't take away from the fact that we are asking really for some more consideration of specifics around the targets that you've put out, or sorry, the, the kind of vision that you've, you've set out. So accepting fully that there's a pandemic, and I appreciate all of the work as an administration that you are doing, but it's about how we do both of those things at the same time, which I do believe that we can do. The corporate plan delivery plan has been written by officers. I'm sure they took a, a great deal of time, so, and even by members, took a great deal of time to put it together. I don't think I'm detracting from the fact we have a pandemic in front of us. But what I am saying is, well, if we can do it one way, is has there been consideration of the other way that we can, can do it? I have woken up. I do realise the situation that we're in. Thank you very much indeed, Councillor Christiani. Um, right, I'm going to throw the debate open to the broad membership, if I may. We'll allow the principal protagonists uh, some closing remarks later, but it's important now that the committee has a right both to ask questions and to raise their views. Councillor Coote, you've been exceptionally patient. I always am with you, Chair. I have to be. <laughs> Thank you. I have to say that uh, scrutiny for me is something that uh, should raise itself above party political games. And I believe, unfortunately, uh, our three colleagues have played them tonight as they have often in the past. And certainly I believe that uh, scrutiny is something that um, should be done on a party political basis that brings the facts looks at where we are and works with the executive of any. If you're on a scrutiny committee, you work with the executive. Now, I believe we've done that, a scrutiny, and I would have been quite prepared to have gone to council and asked, you know, what, what you think of all this? Because for me, I have to say, the three councillors have been a bit absolute disappointment to me. They selected and put and got elected their members from their parties on scrutiny. We could have done this through scrutiny, and we have done it. And I have to say through you, Chair, I'm quite surprised that you haven't just said, 
This has all been handled uh, before by us. We've seen it and there is no need for it. I believe that uh, we're wasting time tonight. I believe that these political games will be wasted again when we get back to the floor or on this Zoom when we have the proper meeting. And I believe all three should be ashamed of themselves. They are not points that we haven't picked up. Do they really believe, and I think Councillor Sell, uh, you sit on the committee with me, you would have brought these points up, surely, if you sit on it. I'm not positive about if you do, but whoever does for the Liberal Democrats, surely you would have brought them up. We didn't need Councillor Dean here. We didn't need Councillor Scully in his formal uh, position as leader. He could have done it through the committee. And that's how it should be done. We should be forging the link. It's Sorry, like a, a point of order, Chairman. Are you saying that I'm not a member of the committee? No, I just asked if you were. Surely you could have put it through the committee rather than... I am, I am a substantive member of the scrutiny committee. But I, if you just listen to what I said, or perhaps I'll repeat it, perhaps I wasn't clear enough. You, could, you should have done it through the committee. There was no need to bring it tonight, calling it in. You could have dealt with it as, as we have in the past. And as far as I'm concerned, scrutiny is a bridge between the members and the executive. We don't need these political games. What we need is for us to move forward together. And I'm very happy if there's something wrong, if you bring it up with me, uh, Councillor Piscali, or Councillor Dean, or Councillor Self, to take it forward at any, any point. But what you're doing is just playing political games. And I think you should be ashamed of yourselves. Thank you, Councillor Coote. Councillor Jones. Thank you, Chair. Um, two days ago, three days ago, four days ago, I, I, I read uh, the reasons for this uh, call in, looked at the, the, the reports com uh, compiled by the Chief Exec, went back through the uh, Administration's manifesto, went back through their corporate plan, went back through the delivery plan. <sighs> And I asked uh, the three councillors that brought this motion over 10 days ago to kind of put uh, the annotate the, uh, the uh, agreed delivery plan by the cabinet um, so I could get a better understanding of actually what they wanted to achieve and there before we could have a, a reasoned and well-founded debate. But it does seem that... Um, the three councillors that brought the motion, um, it's, it's, it's turning to a political side of things. Now, I'm not here as a political member of a party. I'm here as a, a resident who happens to be a councillor that sits on the uh, scrutiny committee because I volunteer. Um, and today I get a 75-page document to reread again and, and, and digest, which I did. Um, and I've got no comments about it because what has been written is not smart. It's just saying, I, I, to be honest, most of the comments I, I, I won't even go into, but one comment that does come to point is that it's according to the planning obligation final report to scrutiny should have been in May. And it says, scrutiny comment, this did not take place. Well, I'm a member of that working group. And the report was delayed because the committee agreed because of what was happening, plus other situations. And I'm still waiting for the draft report. I am not going to say who is the person who is running that uh, working group. However, I had a number of questions, and most of them have actually been answered. Uh, but I have one question which either the leader could answer or the chief exec answer, and that who actually wrote 
the corporate plan and the delivery plan? Was it just the officers or was it a combination of the administration with the senior officers? That's a good question. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I come back on that? Are you finished, Councillor Jones? I have, Chair. Thank you. Sorry, I wasn't quite clear. Uh, one second, Councillor Lodge. Let's let members speak. Oh, members... sorry, I thought you wanted an answer. So it's fine, I'm happy. Give them an answer in due course, but people have been waiting very patiently, so they should be allowed the opportunity to speak. Councillor Driscoll. Thank you, Chair. Um, like Councillor Jones, a lot of my questions have um, been answered. But what, what I will say is quite simply, um, receiving a document just hours before a meeting when people do have other things to do, I think is wrong. They questioned this maybe a week ago. The document should have come out a week ago to give people time to read and ingest the contents. I saw today as a, a quick bit of speed reading that, as Councillor Dean said, they had put comments against most answers. If they look to the last column of that, a lot of the answers they're looking for were there. I picked up on the plan, uh, neighbourhood plan for um, Stansted, and what surprised me is they're not prepared to accept what the pandemic has done to the delivery plan, but they're quite happy to accept it for the Stansted neighbourhood plan. Now, I thought this committee had to drop any political um, associations to be on this committee, to be fair. What, is, in my eyes, has happened today is quite simply 70 items, I think, Councillor Dean said is on there, 70 um, political points tried to be scored. I'm quite happy to agree with any other member of the committee with Councillor Dean, with Councillor Searle, with Councillor Cristoni, providing it is on a neutral basis. And I don't think by putting um, a comment against every one of those boxes was playing fair or being neutral. It, in my eyes, it was politically minded to score points. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Councillor Driscoll. Councillor Stora. Welcome to the committee and uh, please go ahead. Thank you so much, Chair. I'm going to take a, a leaf out of Councillor Chris Keone's uh, book, if I may, and uh, pose a few questions to the people who've uh, proposed this motion. And the first one, Chair, might be my mistake because I, I wasn't able, I don't think, whilst I tried, I didn't attract your attention uh, early on when you asked if I think to worse the effect if people had an, any other questions about the motion. I have one. It features the term, when it's finding fault uh, with this delivery plan, it features the term interalia, which means, I believe, amongst other things. Question is, what other things are we talking about? What else is at fault uh, with this document? That's the first question. The second one, I'm going to refer to, um, to the document that was submitted to us earlier today and some of the comments made. 
And I'm looking now at page 17 of the original document, which has the uh, capital letters typed on it. And it relates to the, um, to the local plan. The comment is this, this objective preempts the new local plan and makes assumptions on delivery process ahead of any decision on what is to be delivered. Does the administration have a hidden agenda? It should be deleted. And this relates, I think, to the, not so much the local plan as the local development scheme. Am I right? And if so, what on earth is being talked about? Because I really do not understand it. If this, is this what the nitty gritty is? Is this what it's all about? And I scroll down now to page um, 18, and I'm afraid I'm going to have to have serious words with um, Councillor Hargreaves, because he stole my thunder on this one. I too was going to ask, was going to take issue with the comment, how many neighbourhood plans will be prepared and by what dates? Well, that really is not a matter for the, uh, uh, the administration to specify, and I would have thought that members would have known that. Turning now to these um, two extra documents that were supplied relating to East Hearts and, and Epping Forest. I have to say, I don't know the point of these. I can't see any reference to them anywhere. Maybe I've missed it. Forgive me if I have. But I just focus, first of all, on, on the East Hearts one. Now, I'm going to guess, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and guess that they are meant to be good practice. And I'm going to go to page 56, as is numbered on the document. We're in the East Hearts document. It's with regard to strategy objectives. And um, we will ensure all voices in the community are heard. That's a strategic, a strategy or an objective. We're going to grow our digital communications channel. And it says who's going to do it and by when. Doesn't say how much though and what it's going to entail. The next item, the bottom of that page 56, number three, we will support our vulnerable residents. We're going to continue to deliver social prescribing and launch various health hubs, healthy hubs. We're going to deliver affordable housing. Again, I'm not going to bore you witless with these. How many? What are we talking about? Are you really putting forward this as an example of good practice or have I got it totally wrong? I just wonder about that. Next page, finally, you'll be pleased to know. Economic growth, again, almost at random. I haven't gone through this in, you'll be delighted to know, every, with a tooth comb. We support business growth, expand the launch pad offering. Yes, who's going to do that and buy when? Brilliant. And the next one, provide discretionary business rates to incentivise new businesses. Well, how much? How much is available? How is it going to be delivered? Is this good practice? What are we talking about? Is this really the level that you're looking for? Because this is what's in these documents. What is the point of them? Chairman, thank you. Thank you, Councillor Stora. Um, is there any member of the committee or anybody in attendance who has not spoken and who wishes to speak? 
I'm taking that as... Oh, Councillor Lecount. May I speak after maybe uh, Councillor Dean might want to summarise? I'll take something after Councillor Dean if he wishes to speak. Well, what I was proposing to do was to finish the uh, observations from members of the committee and then invite uh, the principal protagonists to revisit their arguments in what one might describe as closing statements, and then we'll move to a vote. Mm -hmm. But I was also proposing that after members of the committee have spoken, uh, we have a brief five-minute recess. Okay. Okay. You can make your point now. I speak now. Not that I've spoken very much tonight at all. I'm quite quite surprised at that. Um, I hear constantly the words scoring points and bringing this whole thing into a political position. I was voted in by my residents. I'm not a political animal. I, I do what I believe is correct. Now, many people might think that that's not the way Gary LeCount works. He's a very political animal. I promise you, gentlemen and ladies, I'm not that person. Actually, I believe in, in truth and transparency I like the words that actually Councillor Sell uh, said, was culpability, transparency, vision and challenge. Those are wonderful words and those have been my success words, uh, Councillor Sell, uh, going forward. So on that basis, I really do not believe this this committee, which I've been on now for a, for a year, uh, not the previous one I was on, but that was a different kettle of fish, but this one I've been on, it has not been political, and I'm very, very surprised that we brought something to the table that was totally unnecessary and a complete waste of time. So on that basis, I'll leave you, Chair. Thank you very much. Thank you, Councillor Count. Any other member that hasn't previously spoken? OK, I'm taking that as a no. We'll now have a five-minute recess until 8.12 when we will... Uh, reconvene and I see Councillor Dean wishes to speak so I'll invite Councillors Dean, Sell and Chrissioni to make any further remarks they wish but once again that will be time limited as we are under some time pressure. Thank you very much. Ben if you would suspend the broadcast please and we'll reconvene in five minutes. Thank you very much indeed. Please hold your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, 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 your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please. Thank you very much. We've just returned from a five-minute recess. This is the call-in scrutiny meeting to discuss the Huddersfield District Council corporate plan delivery uh, plan. Uh, members of the committee have just spoken on the matter. 
and we're now returning to the original proposers of what will be the substantive motion, councillors Dean, Chrissioni and Sell, for any further remarks they may have. Councillor Dean, I see you have your hand raised. Please go ahead. Yes, thank you, General. I hope we can draw this discussion to a conclusion fairly soon and, and obviously take a vote. But before we do, I, I must make one or two remarks about the, the way the meeting has gone. First of all, the proposal that we put forward was not party political. It was in good faith. It was looking at good management practice and the motion also recognises the existence of the pandemic, which undoubtedly, well, unquestionably is affecting the, the way that the uh, council has been able to perform in the last few months and for some time further forward. I mean, it may well be that, um, that the plan should not have been published at all at this present time, but rather uh, held until a, a plan that can be published, which has deliverables in it and, uh, and, and is clearer as to what the council wants to achieve. But we are where we are. I, I, I have found the conduct of the meeting not as good and to the following the principles of scrutiny that I, I have been used to in the past, um, in that, well, even you, Chairman, referred on at least two, if not three occasions to the protagonists, as though it was the, as, as though it was them against the rest, that three against the rest, and that is not the right atmosphere in which to debate this sort of thing, and I hope something can be learned of that in the future. Equally well that the members of the committee have tried to score personal points against the people that you referred to as protagonists. Maybe that's because that attitude was um, brought out through the use of that word. But nevertheless, there we are. We, uh, we, we will, I hope, as time goes on, learn about the fact that um, we, we are here as a scrutiny committee to, to challenge to make suggestions to the executive, to the cabinet, and that is our role, not to argue amongst each other. Personally, at least, one can certainly have opinions on fact, but um, it, it's not the right way to carry, carry it forward. So I think, I think really that's all I have to say. I would like the, well, I've already proposed the um, motion. I'm not sure whether it was seconded. If not, it clearly, Mr. Chairman, you need to ask for somebody to second it, but I'd like us to conclude the business uh, of the evening. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dean. And just a point of reference, uh, the wonders of the internet, protagonist, Oxford English Dictionary, an advocate or champion of a particular cause or idea. It's not a judgment, it's just a statement of a position in an argument or a debate or a discussion. Uh, but... That's by the by. Councillor Crisciani, any further remarks? Uh, yes, thank you, Chairman. Um, I mean, obviously, the first point raised by Councillor Cooten, subsequently by a couple of other councillors, was the, uh, the point scoring aspect of this. Um, I've actually tried to be as positive as I possibly can be about this opportunity that you have as our administration. I made that quite clear. I've tried to strip any party politics out of this. My general tone has completely changed. In fact, I think members will agree 
from, say, six months ago in, say, a full council meeting. I'm trying to work positively, so I, I respectfully disagree that this is party political. I am trying to help, and I'm sincere in that. If you don't believe me, well, then I frankly don't care. But I am being constructive, and I won't have anyone say that I'm not being constructive. In relation to the annotation of the... Can I just say that um, I think it's my observation that you have striven and achieved uh, what you've just said you've uh, aspired to? In relation to the annotation of the document, it's up to the executive to come up with their specific targets, which you've sought to do. Um, I didn't personally wish to annotate the the document, um, albeit that collectively as part of the uh, notes that came through, Councillor Seldine and I felt that that would be beneficial in the end to give you a flavour of what we were trying to say. But ultimately, it is up to you as an administration to come up with those specific proposals. It's not up to us. And that actually answers um, Councillor Jones's point, I think, made last week via email about the fact that we needed to come here with ideas. Well, that's not our role. Our role, our role is to scrutinise those ideas that come before us, or at least that's my understanding. Um, I've, I've little more to add um, other than to say that actually... Regardless of the inevitable result here in about 30 seconds or a minute's time, uh, when it comes to the vote, I do think that there is le- there are lessons to be to be learned or at least taken back. And I don't mean that in a patronising way at all. That's not how it should be taken. But in future, when we come to review this document, I'd like to think, and I almost know that members on this committee and members of the executive here we'll start to take our views into account. I think that's because of the constructive nature of the debate. I don't think it's because we're trying to point score. That That's me, Chairman. Thank you, Councillor Cristiani. I'm going to ask Councillor Sell to speak next. I am aware that Councillor Jones has a question that is unanswered from Councillor Lodge, and we'll come on to that. And I see Councillor Count also wants to make some observations. So we'll go to Councillor Sell next. We'll then take the two points from councillors Jones and LeCount, and then we'll ask the executive for their comments. Um, I'm very much hoping we'll be out of here before the two-hour deadline. Councillor Sell. Yeah, thank you, Chair. Uh, go back to my words I mentioned earlier about accountability and challenge. It just occurs to me that some members don't like challenge. Why, should, why are we here? Better things to do. Um, that's not democracy. Um, it's a, we three believe that the corporate delivery plan could be better. Others may disagree, but it's our right to bring that to your attention and for debate, not just for us, but for members of the public who may be listening in. Uh, so I make no apology for being one of the three signatories. It does remind me a little bit of when I was growing up in Stanford as a child, I, I, I had the impression that, oh, I was being political if I wasn't, if I wasn't conservative. Uh, I'd hope I don't get the same thing here now, but we're being political if we don't agree with the administration. We agree political because we don't agree with the administration. So I, I think, as Councillor Cristiani said, we are trying to be constructive. We think do better. I welcome Councillor Lodge's comments that there are going to be smart objectives later on, and hopefully, Chair, you and the rest of the committee will be able to see this when we get that. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed, Councillor. So, uh, 
Councillor Jones, do you wish to reiterate your question for Councillor Lodge? And I'll then ask him to answer it after Councillor LeCount has spoken. Yes, Chair, that'll be great. Um, yes, the, the question was to either Councillor Lodge or the Chief Exec, or both, um, who actually wrote the uh, corporate plan and therefore the delivery plan? Thank you very much. We'll come back to the answers to that in a second. Councillor LeCount? Am I unmuted? I'm not sure. You are unmuted. I'm unmuted now. That's, that's excellent. I would just like to say, not an apology, but just a, a general statement. In, in overall terms, I hold no ambiguity to any of the members that brought forward to this, uh, this, this motion. I think it's important in democracy that we allow people to actually question anything. And so, therefore, I just I don't like the words that are used quite often is this scoring points situation because that, that's not what I've ever been. I'm not a scoring points person and I don't believe that we've actually done that tonight. I think we've done something much more important. We've actually discussed it, we've had some democracy and then we're going to take a vote. And so I do actually say thank you to Chris and Alan and, and, and Mr Sell. You've done a great job bringing this to our attention, and I re really respect that. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed, Councillor LeCount. Councillor Lodge, uh, back to you for some closing remarks, and please, if you would, uh, address Councillor Jones' question first. Thank you, Chairman. Uh, no, no particular uh, closing remarks. I think I, uh, I said pretty well what I wanted to say up front. I'm grateful to... Uh, to all the other comments that have, that have uh, come backwards and forwards. And just to say finally to um, uh, to, to Rod, Councillor Jones, uh, the document is a wonderful document. Um, who wrote it? Uh, well, you wrote a bit of it. Um, the rest of the members wrote a bit of it. Uh, 600 members of the public, uh, residents, wrote it. Um, but it got refined over time. It got refined by different forums. The cabinet spent a lot of time working on it. And we had tremendous um, help from the senior officers on the council who helped us to get it into uh, a format which, uh, uh, which is expected and which would work in this environment. So it's a great overall document and thousands of people are responsible. Thank you, Councillor Lodge. Councillor Lees, any further remarks? Yeah, um, yes, if I may just say uh, just a couple of things. Um, one is to the answer about, uh, to answer, have we taken into account what, what you've said and to be helpful? Um, I think that was from Councillor Crisiani. Uh, yes, we have taken on board, obviously, what you said, but we had already said that in the future we would be doing that and we will be adapting the plan later on when, when time allowed and after this pandemic. Um, so that's the first thing. And the second thing is, um, it was mentioned that we, people don't like to be challenged. I, I would um, argue that lots of us don't like to be challenged. That is possibly true, when we believe we're absolutely right. However, in a democratic process in council, I'm always happy to be challenged. Um, I don't particularly like it, you're, you're right. Um, but I'm happy to be challenged, and I, and I believe that we have to promote our evidence to prove it. 
My concern and my dislike, and I have to be fair, is at this time, as I said earlier, because we did already say that we would adapt this local plan. It's not that we put it on, not the local plan, sorry, the the delivery plan. We did say that we would adapt it later. Um, We didn't say this is it, carry on, and it's going to be like this for the next three years. So I think it's fair to say I'm happy to be challenged, but I would like it to be in an appropriate time when maybe a pandemic wasn't going on, if that's okay. Thank you. Thank you, Councillor Lees. Councillor Hargreaves, any closing remarks? Excellent, thank you for that. Right, we'll move to uh, a vote in a second once we've had a formal seconder of the motion. Just a reminder that voting for the motion will be to refer this back to Cabinet. Voting against will be for it not to be referred back to Cabinet. Um, If I may, I'm just going to take a few seconds to uh, outline some of my observations on the discussion this evening. Um, The document we were presented with at the last scrutiny meeting was imprecise. It did lack objectives. Um, It was in many ways an unimpressive document. And Councillor Crisioni is quite right that it lacks and lacked specifics. But Councillor Coote made the very good point of did it really need to come back? Ordinarily, we would have had grave cause for concern about that document, and we expressed our concerns at the last meeting. But the word ordinarily there is doing a great deal of heavy lifting. These are not ordinary times. Um, The figures I've seen recently is it's going to be the worst year for the economy in terms of change since 1709. And for the public health crisis, you can choose between 1919 1858 or 1665, depending what baseline you want to take. So, notwithstanding the legitimate criticisms of the document, which are valid and robust, we do have to cut both the executive and officers some degree of slack. And we did make it clear that we expected a more considered and detailed document in September, and that was made clear at the previous meeting. There has been quite a lot of claims that this matter has been politicised. I think we need to be generous of spirit and say that if that is the impression, then it is unintentional and was unintentional by the individuals bringing this matter up. And um, I yield to no one in my admiration for Councillor Crisioni and the uh, broad and generous way that he has pursued his duty of scrutiny in relation to the corporate plan over the last year. But I'm not at all sure that this meeting has been conducted in the spirit that we would all wish scrutiny to undertake its duties. We are a collegial body, which, as Councillor Sellers made clear, is interested in robust challenge. And I think we could have approached this in a slightly different way and achieved quite the same objective. But Councillor Sell is quite right that our job is to challenge and to challenge robustly. There is, however, a question as to how we go about that. So that's enough from me. Uh, do we have a seconder for the motion, please? Councillor Crisiadi, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Mr Ferguson, I'm now going to ask you to undertake the uh, vote, which I think we'll probably need to do by recording. Just a reminder of what you're voting for or voting against. After that, we'll call the meeting to a close, but I have a couple of other points whilst I have your attention I'd wish to cover before we actually uh, leave the Zoom call. Mr Ferguson. 
Thank you, Chair. If you could say for or against, please, uh, when I call your name. Councillor... Could, you, could you read the motion, please, Mr Ferguson? Councillor Dean, do you have that to hand, since you proposed it? <laughs> I have my scribblings as you have your scribblings. I'll try and read it in the same way as I read it last time. Um, it's proposed that the scrutiny committee refers a corporate plan delivery plan to Cabinet with a request that it is amended to identify one, delivery outcomes, two, when they will be delivered, three, what outcomes will be delivered and who will be responsible for delivering the outcomes. The revised plan may be qualified to show A, what the Cabinet wishes to deliver under normal circumstances, and secondly, or B, may include uncertainties that affect delivery resulting from the present COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you, Councillor Dean. Mr Ferguson? Many, th many thanks, Chair. I'll, I'll, set, I'll send Ben a typed-up version Thank if, you. It, if he hasn't got it. <laughs> OK. Councillor Coote. Against. Councillor Crisioni. Or. Councillor Dean. Or. Councillor Driscoll. Against. Councillor Gregory. Against. Councillor Jones. Against. Councillor Lavelle. Against. Councillor Count. Against. Councillor Sell. Four. And Councillor Stora. Against. That's been clearly rejected, Chair. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, that comes to a halt the formal meeting of the business. Thank you very much. We've conducted that with commendable efficiency and um, uh, thank you very much indeed. Before everybody goes, just a couple of points, if I may. Um, I think it's probably unreasonable to have an informal meeting immediately following on to this, especially as Councillor Driscoll has to go to his parish council meeting. So we'll circulate a date for an informal meeting prior to next, the 25th meeting for the next few days. Um, just for the attention of the executive, if I may, we're very much